church kids, I know we've all experienced uh, times where it seems like people just lack discernment. And if you're a church kid, you already know discernment is one of those very churchy words. Um, But this story that I'm about to tell you is is the most crazy story of lack of discernment that I've probably ever heard. So buckle your seatbelts. You know it's going to end horribly. This is episode seven of Church Kids Unite. So this story that I'm going to tell you um, today is truly one of the craziest that I have ever heard. Um, It comes from my favorite cousin uh, who lives outside of Chicago. And that's where uh, this story is based in Chicago. 100% true. um, Unfortunately, 100% accurate. And um, it it just goes to show that churches need help. And, uh, you know, us as us as church kids, we know that there are some crazy things that happen um, in church. You know, now for our benefit, church is one of the one of the places with the best humor ever because crazy things happen in church. I I personally don't understand Um, people who say that church is boring. Now, maybe that's because I grew up um, Kojic Pentecostal. So I don't, I don't have a boring experience of church at all. Like that is not my, that's not my uh, history with church. There's always something exciting or funny or uh, deeply spiritual, deeply moving. There's always something big going on and this story is no different unfortunately it's not big in the way that we would want it to be um but nonetheless it is a big situation and it's something that could happen in all of our churches if we don't get some discernment so um unfortunately this story is kind of funny but it is ultimately really sad so I'm gonna razzle dazzle it with some humor um but don't let this happen again please do not let this happen again okay so here here we go I'm just gonna get right into it um so church kids you know where does the most excitement in church happen at a revival I feel like I've said this before um you know maybe on the podcast, but at least in personal conversation. It's something about a revival that brings out the weird, that brings out the the unusual, the peculiar, the um, borderline strange. It's something about a revival service that lets people, um, it sends out a signal that says, if you want to cut up, come in here. If you want to act a fool, now's your time to shine. It's something about a revival service that says, you know, that suit that you wear 
every Sunday, wear something else. Wear something else. It's something special. And it's like a... I feel like revivals are like church holidays. So I love revivals, but it's, it is something... It's something in the in the air. It's something in the water that um, just brings out some some weird some weird things. Let me know what you guys think um, about that, or if you have any any strange <laughs> any strange revival experiences. Um, but there is also in addition to the the strangeness of revival, I feel like there is an added excitement and added anticipation. People have been fasting, people have been consecrating, and so there's just there's just an excitement um, and an aggressiveness in praise. I feel like that comes um, when you're in revival. That might be a little bit more than your regular in your regular service. So this story starts out no different. The service is high. Um, and I know if you're, if you're listening to this as a church kid, you have experienced those times of high praise. Like it's not, it's not your regular praise and worship. It's like everybody is in one mind and one accord going forward, going forth, um, just, just in high praise. It's almost like you can feel the, the electricity in the atmosphere. It's, it's something, it's something about a revival that just does it to you. So go with me in your mind to the, to the most intense revival service you've ever experienced if you've never experienced it make it up but just go along because I need you to um I need you to be in this with me I need you to take this journey with me service is going going on and I don't know if y'all have ever, um, if you've ever experienced being slain in the spirit, when you just get so overcome that it's like, I, I, I cannot stand. I cannot stand, you know? And, um, I see that kind of stuff all the time because, I'm a I'm a Pentecostal church baby and chances are you are too if you're listening to this podcast. Um but service is going on, praise and worship is going forth and this lady she she slays out, she falls out um at the front of the church up by the altar. And you know there's there is something about there's something about slaying out when nobody has to uh, lay hands on you. Now, personally, and I don't know if it's if it's my um, my pride or you know, y'all know I've I've talked about my my uh, my size on this on this podcast before. Y'all know I used to be in the three H club, three hundred plus. 
It's something about laying out on the floor that really just makes me a little nervous. Um, So I don't slay out often because I just don't want to be, you know, I just don't want to be on the floor. But if the Lord wants to slay me out, he will make sure that I get down on the floor. And if the Lord slays me out, I'm going to be down. I'm going to be down. Um, But anyway, so she... She slays out and the it's it's like the slay out stirs the stirs the service even more. So they're just going higher and higher in praise. It's it's a it's an unquenchable praise. It's it's just it it doesn't want to be stopped. Um and I know that y'all know what these services are like. It's just like ooh, ooh, God is everywhere. He's on the walls, he's on the He's on the seats. He's in a carpet. He's just the, the the presence of God is just everywhere. Um and so you know when when the Lord is working on somebody or you know they're really praying through or something like that, sometimes the best thing that you can do is just leave them alone, especially if they're not disrupting the service. So in this in this case, it's not like she's cutting up. She is just peacefully laid out, slayed out. Just, just rest, just beautifully resting. Um, while it appears that the Lord is really moving, that he's really doing something um, to this lady. And, you know, with the, with the past couple years that we've had, I could see saying to myself, I, I, I would like to be slain out for, you know, a couple minutes while God just does something deep in, on the inside of me. Slay me out, Lord. I've been working. I've been working so much. I've been doing so much. I'm a little tired. And I don't know if y'all been there where you just get so tired, especially like if you're singing or preaching or doing something where you just get so tired that you just want to fall out, you know, and there's, we're church kids here. It's safe to admit, or if you've ever had to do a courtesy, a courtesy drop because, uh, whoever was laying hands was a little heavy handed. You was afraid that was going to slap you in the face, slap you down, knock you out. So you just said, you know what, before you hit me, before you hit me, I'm going to go ahead and fall out on my own. I've only done that one time. I've only courtesy slayed one time. And you know what? I have no regrets. I have no regrets because I saw that hand coming for my forehead. And I said, oh, no, you're not about to you're not about to get out your rage on me. Let me side note here. Some of these heavy handed preachers. I feel like it's not necessarily a demonstration of the power of God. Sometimes that heavy handedness is a way to get out rage. Let's just sit with that church kids. We have witnessed our parents being slapped in the face. It's abuse. And so to avoid the abuse, just fall out. You know, if falling out means saving your life, do it. Um, 
anyway, so she is out. Service is going for it, and she, um, she's. I feel like she needs a name. Let's call her, uh, I want something that sounds a little old. Um, Sarah May. Sarah May um, is just, just laying there. Praise and worship is over. It's offering time. Sarah May don't move and nobody moves Sarah May. Sarah May is is in the presence of God. So peaceful um, that you just, you just don't want to, they just didn't want to disturb her. They just didn't want to get her up. They didn't want to interrupt what God was doing because God knows best. And, um... Offering comes and goes. They collect the money. They count the money. Sarah May is still down. Uh, the man of God, the preacher, gets up to preach. He preaches his intro. He preaches points one through three. The message includes a climax and a resolution. Um, all of the all of the parts of a of a great story. He preached, and this is not. I need you to really go with me here mentally. He's not preaching a regular a regular regular Sunday morning service. Oh no! Remember, this is revival. Revival is the time to bring out the heat. Whatever your best sermon is. Whatever the best message is that you're like, oh, I'm about to stunt on all the other preachers. That's the message as you preach a revival. Just like you bust out either the, the new songs or the tried and true songs. No B and C list stuff at the revival. So he's preaching his best. His absolute best. Preaching his heart out. Unfortunately, Sally Mae did not get to hear any of that. But nobody was thinking anything about it because Sally Mae slayed out during praise and worship. But as church kids, y'all know that a revival service is probably running two to three to four hours. Easily, easily. Altar call comes and goes. Sally has not moved. Was it Sally or was it Sarah? Sarah May. Ms. May has not moved. I'm trying to say this in the best way. Um... I'm going to just have to say it like my cousin said it to me. Why did they dismiss service and Sally, uh, Sarah, Miss May, 
Lord. Why is Ms. May still on the floor? Sometimes the Lord does a deep, a deep, a deep work that takes a while. And we don't want to rush him, but, but Ms. May, we're turning the lights off. Y'all, they went to help her up. They got to Miss May and realized, unfortunately, this woman had been dead. Dead. She died. This woman had been dead since praise and worship. She fell to her death, fell out and died in the middle of the revival service. Now, the chief, the chief complaint here is none of y'all could feel like, ooh, her spirit just left out of here. None of y'all could say, ooh, she's... Looking real stiff. I mean, you know, like if you if you slay out, you're still breathing. And this this honestly has made me afraid of being unconscious at church. <sighs> Y'all, she died. Church kids. Can you imagine realizing that you've been in service for the last two hours and 47 minutes and 23 seconds with Miss May's dead corpse? I just feel like, I mean, okay, here's, here's where I am with this. Having me wants to say, what better way to go than in the presence of God? You know, which God is everywhere. But I wouldn't mind hearing some praise and worship music when I slip out of here. But at the same time, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go out at my church. I don't want to go out at my church. And could she have been saved could her life have been preserved just, uh, just just long enough to get her to the hospital, really? If somebody would have said, um, let's, let's check up underneath her nostrils and see if we feel anything, any breath coming out. I don't know what I would have done to find... I mean, like, could you imagine after church... You just had a great revival service. This woman has been slain out for three hours. You're talking about where we going to eat. And then you see the ambulance coming. Because she is dead. And was it the offering that killed her? Was it the praise and worship that killed her? Was it the sermon that killed her? Was it just heat exhaust? Like what exactly happened? And why did nobody, why didn't nobody know? And this, as a church kid, it really makes me think like, what are we, what are we, what are we doing? Are we lacking training? Are we lacking wisdom? Are we lack like, how does this happen? How does this happen? So this is my, um, this is my request. This is my beg. This is my plea to all of y'all. 
if you see me slay out, it's okay. It's okay. But after 10 minutes, somebody come check my pulse. Somebody come check. Just stick your finger underneath my nose. Y'all know I'm on a I'm on a weight loss journey or whatever. But my belly is big enough to see. Look and see if you see me breathing. If my chest is going up and down or if my belly's going up and down or something. I need y'all to check on me. Do not let me go out like Ms. May. I want my funeral in church, but I don't want to die there. You know what I mean? I don't want to die at the church. Um, I just feel like she was failed on multiple, on multiple levels, on multiple levels where she failed. And also, if you find out that this happened, are you still going out to eat after? Okay. That's all I can say about this. Um... Revival service went on and Miss May is dead. The end. Church kids, thank you so much for listening um, to to my podcast and me talking about what I am most passionate about church. It means so much to me that, uh, you guys listen week after week. I want to challenge you to share this with your friends, um, share this with your family and let's just, let's just make church kid culture, uh, as, as big as it can be. So many of us have similar experiences and I just feel like it's a great opportunity to, to talk about it with each other. Um, again, if you have any funny or crazy outlandish church stories, let me know. I want to tell your stories. Um, as always, we are going to end in prayer. So everybody bow your head, shut your eyes, get your minds on Jesus, nothing else. And, um, yeah, let's just, let's just pray together. Lord, thank you for every listener. Thank you for, um, them having great taste and listening to this podcast. Um, I appreciate you so much for them. I pray that you would bless their week, um, that you would protect them, that you would keep them safe, um, uh, that you would keep them alive as long as it's your will for them to be alive. Lord, um, where do I even begin, Jesus? Basically, I don't want to drop dead at church. And Lord, you know that. You know the desires of my heart. Um, and I don't feel like my listeners want to, they they don't want to do that either. So help us, um, keep us alive. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. Um, and let us have, let us have real discerning people around us that if we, if, uh, if we get a a little, uh, a a heart murmur, a heart skip a beat in our heart that somebody will be able to hear and say, Hey, are you still, are you still breathing? Are you still alive? Lord, don't let no friends die on my watch. And let me not die on my friend's watch. 
Lord, I don't want to be responsible for just shouting over somebody's dead body. I don't want to do that. And I don't want nobody shouting over my dead body. Uh, and help, help us to have some resurrection power, Lord, just in case somebody drops dead at church. Keep us. Really, that's what I'm asking. Keep us, Lord, and um, and let everybody's revival services revive and not kill. And that's the coincidence, Lord. That's the gag that somebody died at a revival service. How did that happen, Jesus? I don't know. But thank you anyway. Uh, let everybody have a great week. Thank you, Lord. Amen.